Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, which is brought to you by La Rosa's, we are going to be talking, guess what? P.J. Washington again! His foot! There's really not a lot of news. Uh. Or, or is there? <laughs> I think most people who listen to this are, are kind of aware. Um, we're going to talk about that, and we are going to get to the things we mentioned yesterday, the SEC coaching carousel, uh, Brad's clothes, and potentially the Nike stuff. Uh, but let's start out with the most important thing. P.J. Washington sent out a tweet today. A and feet it, tweet. A feet tweet. I like that. And, uh, you know, I was messaging with some people this morning, and uh, as I said, this is, uh, you know... Cal, he loves his catchphrases, you know? I mean, he, he trots them out constantly, and players first is one of one of his faves, and it's pretty true. I think it's really true. And this year has been evident that this has been a, a player's first program, player's first to break news, <laughs> <laughs> because Ashton Higgins initially had the walking cast on his Instagram yep. Live, then had the hard, hard cast. cast on his Instagram Live, and now P.J. Washington tweets out a quick video of himself his own foot out of the cast walking to what I'm guessing is practice. Uh, yeah. So that is the very latest. We are recruiting, recording right now on one at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. What did he? What was the overlay? It was PJ and the eyeball emoji. The, yeah, he because he. I don't think is that actually a PJ. He always uses that emoji. Yeah. I think it's a, a Japanese symbol uh, though, isn't it? Maybe, but he's got. Oh, is that one of those in our phones? So yeah, that's an emoji, but I don't know exactly it what it's a PJ. But it looks like a PJ. Yeah, he and uses it all. Emoji. He uses it all the time. And so. then John Calipari quote tweeted it and said, "Profoundly, uh oh." So here's here's my take on that. We're being kind of silly, but here's here's my take on it. <clears throat> there's no way. I'm not saying there's no way. I, I would say it's very slim chance that Kentucky would make the PR. I would call total misstep of allowing this to be shared, having Calipari react to it publicly in a you know, a way that's clearly meant to excite people, and then him not play. Or that, that the thinking right now is that he wouldn't. To me, it's you took the cast off, you got good news, he laced up his shoes, he's headed to practice, like, in your mind, you think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't, like, if this was, if this these two things happened, the PJ and the, and the Calipari tweet happened, and you don't, think he's going to play you've made a horrible pr mistake yep (laughs) so because this has gotten everybody excited and they you know it will you absolutely know it will i mean it's literally like uh, money is exchanging hands over this too is the las vegas line went up a half a point really in kentucky's favor in the first 10 minutes of after this tweet and will probably go up more like, I don't know any other way to read this than everybody thinks he's going to play. The people involved. Yes. Uh, I was texting with PJ's dad last night. I said, how did it go when the boot came off? When the cast came off? And he said, I saw his foot! <laughs> and like, some kind of emoji. Uh, and obviously wasn't going to give too much away. And then he said... Uh, 
I think I made a joke about congrats on there still being a foot. <laughs> but, uh, he said that he thought Cal would make a statement today. Well, PJ made the statement. Right. <laughs> so, like, they knew something was coming. Now, to me, when I and we were discussing this with, I think, uh, Kyle Mann, like, sort of the skeptic in you reads that as, like, Cal is going to make a statement. My first thought, and I think Kyle's and some other people, is like, oh, well, that's probably bad. Like, because mm-hmm. if you're coming back, you know... Cal is going to make a well, statement. I don't know. It just in my odd. mind, in my mind, it was. I always thought I was always under the assumption that it would be. This would not. No one would really one hundred percent. No, I didn't think he would either be. I, my assumption was either he would be back in a walking boot or wouldn't be out of it. But no, like public comment would be made until the game. Like right. we wouldn't know if he would. Like he would either going to come out in uniform or not. Right. And then at that point, we would have an idea because kind or of some, roll into the arena on the scooter. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. One of those two things. It's kind of some gamesmanship. But this, I, unless it's like reverse gamesmanship, which would be ultimate troll move. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. T- I mean, it does. It does make Houston prepare for something else that it was absolutely not preparing for. I mm-hmm. would guess. I mean, at this point, you would be foolish to be. To be preparing like you're facing PJ Washington because they're yeah. a different kind of team, and and you know we've seen them play without PJ, so you have an idea how they're going to try to play. Um, now you may have Houston may have been preparing the same type of game plan with the presumption that Keldon Johnson was going to take that role, and I still think like depending on how healthy he is or isn't, if he does play, it may be a managing of the minutes, and you need Keldon to, to play that four in the other times, mm-hmm. uh, which I think might be perfect. Like if you could get. 15 or 20 minutes out of PJ, uh, and, well, you know, Keldon Johnson can split his time. I think he's good in both roles. Like, I think he's good on the attacking from the wing. But this is all this is all kind of speculative. Uh, the point being, PJ's dad said last night, I think Cal's going to put out a statement. And then this happens, and then Cal responds to it. I just have a hard time thinking all this stuff happens if they're not thinking that he's yeah, going to play. Yeah, and I, I'm completely... I am going under the assumption right now as we're moving forward that he is going to play. And to your kind of thought that maybe it's just 15, 20 minutes, that would be huge because, you know, when we break down this game and we talked about it a little bit, Houston's one of the best defensive teams in the country, so every point is going to be important. And you have such a gifted scorer as P.J. Washington, and he's going to be going up against... Good defenders, but slightly undersized defenders in the front court comparatively to what a, a, a lot of times you're going. I mean, he's not facing a seven footer yeah. in Houston, and he should be able to score on them because you know, he's been able to he's score on, on anybody. Everybody, yeah. And so if he can just get you those 15, 20 minutes, get you three, four, and five baskets, something like that, that's the difference in the game, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can overstate how important every bucket is in games like that i mean like every like if he gets one you know if he gets if he draws two key fouls on you know one of the two guys they have that are kentucky sized you know it's an undersized team if he draws two fouls he's valuable um and so yeah i just to me if you got him for any amount of time well there's i think there's also like how much of an emotional lift does this get kentucky yes because I, whether you whether you anybody wants to admit it or not, um, I'm sure that in the backs of their minds they realize like who who's ever lost their best player in the tournament and won the national title their best player. I mean, if you're realistic at all, and these guys all know basketball and they mm-hmm. all know the comp- composition of the team and they all know how good PJ is, 
I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, like, I don't know how many more teams we can beat without this guy. Yeah. We barely beat Wofford, and Wofford's good and all that. But, like, we barely beat Wofford <laughs> without this guy. And so now if he's back in any capacity and you think over the next few days he can get healthier still, yeah, yeah. the emotional lift of that alone I think would be pretty important. Yeah, with without a doubt. Coming up next, we are going to talk about Brad Calipari's fashion, one of our favorite topics. Uh, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about La Rosa's. Been telling you guys for a little bit about La Rosa's Pizzeria, which is coming to Lexington in May. Started by Buddy La Rosa's in Cincinnati. Uh, he's got all kinds of delicious recipes, all from his family that he brought over from Italy. He's got the pasta sauces, the salads, and of course, of course, the pizzas. Uh, check them out if you got one close to you. The one closest to, to me right now currently is in Dry Ridge, so if that's close to you, go check it out. They got great stuff. They got a great dining room, great delivery, all those things. You can order all their menu items. Delivery, carry out, or dine in, and any way to do it is fantastic. So check out LaRosas.com for some more information, and go get your pizza. This is Locked On Kentucky. Your team every day. Brad Calipari, should I even suggest that he potentially could uh, help people make money if he <laughs> I wanted know, to? Like, how do we even talk about this? Um, this, is an, this is an odd story. Bovada has put out lines on what Brad Calipari will wear in the Houston game. You can bet on if he will wear a white suit, a suit with a bolo tie, a turtleneck with a sports coat, or any other outfit. Obviously, any other outfit is is the favorite in this in this pool. Um, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's strange because here you have an NCAA athlete who ha- there is a specific betting line on him. He's not playing, but there's a specific betting line on something he's going to do. I mean, think about that. Like, if this was a line on how many free throws. PJ Washington's going to make or how many points he's going to score or how many turnovers he's going to have it would be an outrage because it just I mean it's like the most op- open door to impropriety I mean they they don't they want to keep gambling out of they want to make sure nobody's fixing stuff now like honestly who cares if he fixes his outfit like that has no impact on the game but it and so that's why it's not a big deal and, and it's all fun. Like it, it's a it's a funny story. I'm not like crapping on it, but it but it's a weird story because it's yes. unusual that you have a betting line on on something that a, a college athlete is going to do. Because Brad can control it. He can look at the line. Like Brad could be like, "Hey, sis, go put go put your life savings on a bolo bolo tie, <laughs> and yep. and also please ship me a bolo tie from Amazon." Yep. Um, and look, if he wants to go into business with me, <laughs> I'll, I'll mortgage my house if he'll bo- if he'll uh, wear a bolo tie on Saturday. Brad, my Friday. DMs are open yeah. to you if you would so like to. Uh, this, this I mean, how just... many times do you think? How many messages do you think he's getting from Kentucky fans asking what he's going to wear? I hope that he's like blocked most of those crazies yeah. that are trying to jump in. But you know, as we kind of pointed out yesterday, and you went on your many rant about how they're still get- PJ was getting messages. Yep. about something as kind of important as his health, I'm sure Brad is getting messages about the trivial, <laughs> trivialness yes. of his outfit and how... Not so trivial if you can go make well, a no, bunch of money. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, look, once you can bet on it, it ain't trivi- <laughs> trivial anymore. So what are you taking? I mean, if, I'm just saying if Brad's listening, I, li- I like bolo tie. I like bolo tie. 
Bolo tie plus 600 from what I saw on the internet. So uh, for you non-gamblers out there, plus 600 is just a fancy way of saying six to one. Six to one odds. It's The odds aren't great going the other way. Any other outfit is one to ten odds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you'd have to... You'd have to bet ten dollars to win one dollar. Is the yeah? I feel that. like any other outfit's gonna gonna take it home on this one. Cause but I mean, if you're willing to put enough up, <laughs> yeah, still money. Yeah, I mean, if you put up a thousand bucks, you win a win a hundred. But you got to risk a thousand dollars that Brad's not gonna roll out in a bolo tie. It's tough. It's it's uh, that's a tough situation. Um, uh, I want to mention this Nike stuff with. I'm bad at pronouncing guys' names. What's the attorney guy? Avenatti, I think. Avenatti. Yeah. And Stormy like, Daniels' lawyer. It's been a whole deal. We've had Stormy Daniels and Storm Murphy. What a polar opposites of the name was Storm. And to bring it all together, uh, they, some company was sending out emails yes. uh, offering to let porn stars break down your NCAA tournament bracket. Yeah, that's you get unsolicited emails if you color, co- cover college sports this time of year from just some of the weirdest offers. Like, I had somebody reach out to me with a skincare product. They're like, would you like to interview Eric Bledsoe? He's promoting Disney. I'm like, sure. When can we do it? <laughs> like, nothing. Re- well, in- how you could also instead talk to this guy. I'm like, I don't want to talk yeah, to that guy about I'll take skincare. But anyway, uh, so those things happen all the time. Um, but he was going to call a big press conference and all this stuff, and then he got indicted by... Yes. Uh, yeah. Did we not talk about this No, already? we have not mentioned uh, it. And we haven't even talked about <laughs> the, the porn star lawyer entangled to, with Nike. Trying so to extort Nike. He put out the he put out the tweet saying he was going to hold a press conference at 11 a.m. Uh, to talk about Nike and its corruption and paying athletes, and it was going to include some of the biggest names in sports. And I believe like 18 minutes later, yeah, it was, was under arrested. 20. He was arrested by the feds and charged with attempted. No, he was I think arrested. He was already yeah. arrested. Uh, attempted extortion essentially so he was telling nike that basically i'm gonna you know i'm gonna expose you i'm gonna you know i'm gonna hold this press conference i'm gonna i think he he threatened to like drop their stock price by a billion dollars or something like that uh if they didn't pay him and his client x amount of dollars pay him this retainer let him represent them in in their internal investigation Mm -hmm. Uh, it it amounted to over 20 million dollars he was asking nike for to keep the lid on this thing um, which is extortion. They went to the feds. They said, like, after the first couple calls, they said, this is what's happening. They had them, they had Nike, Nike's lawyers record him, uh, making these threats and he was arrested. Um, now he's out on bail and he, of note, he was also arrested for a separate in California money laundering, for, I believe is uh, the easiest way to kind of falsifying tax documents to yeah. get bigger loans. Yeah. So, uh, lying, I mean, lots of lying, lots of scheming. Uh, I believe he also represented a one of the Kavanaugh accusers who turned out to be fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a great dude. Yeah. So, and fa- most famously represented Stormy Daniels, the porn star. But okay, but the, this, and so like I want to basically we say all that because I kind of just want to brush him aside real quick because I don't think he's going to be influential in this story going forward. Um, if there was a well. Well, go ahead. What, what do you think? What do well, you think? he has, he has as his client. His that, client is that's what I was getting to. His, I his the, client is the former uh, a guy who f- uh, formerly ran California Supreme, mm-hmm. it was a, a big Nike uh, AAU program in California, 
and a lot of a lot of big names have gone through that. Program. I got I got the list here: um, DeAndre Ayton, Brandon Williams, Bull Bull. Um, Brandon McCoy, trying to so uh, Bull Bull Oregon, DeAndre Ayton Arizona, Brandon McCoy UNLV, uh, and those Anthony are th- Melton. Those uh, are USC. those names are, are of note because Bull Bull he named and said Oregon was funneling Nike was funneling funneling money to him and his family. DeAndre Ayton that that he said that Arizona was funneling money and, that, and that's been alleged now in multiple situations. Um, and Brandon McCoy said, so why would this five-star recruit go to UNLV? Uh, by the way, Kentucky did not offer Brandon McCoy, even though Cal Perry had him in the Team USA camp. Uh, Cal Perry cut Bowl Bowl from the Team USA in that same camp, and he went to Oregon. And then DeAndre Ayton was a guy who kept saying he wanted Kentucky to be involved, and they had kind of dropped out of his recruitment. So if you want to feel some measure of at ease about some of this stuff. These three names, these most prominent names that popped up either got no offer from Kentucky or Kentucky backed away in one way, one form or fashion. But he went on a two after he got out of jail, he went on a tweeting spree naming these people, Bull Bull in Oregon, Arizona and, and DeAndre Ayton and McCoy and UNLV. And then he, the one that sent shockwaves, maybe not shockwaves, but certainly got people talking was he just said, and Duke dot 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 dot. Uh, so that's interesting. Now I can't remember. I, I don't think Marvin Bagley played for Cal Supreme. No, he got his own. But he was in. He was in California. His dad got his own. They created his own Nike team for him. Um, yeah, we've. I mean, they, uh, I mean, a lot of people know the back end of AAU and how things work. Yeah. Like I don't think this guy's breaking anything new i just find, feel like he's just wants attention for himself i the stuff that he's alleging possibly could be true maybe more than possibly is yeah. true but i don't think he's the one that's going to do it maybe yeah. he brings it to light and is getting it attention but i think it's going to blow by and obviously him doing it during the ncaa tournament was completely a ploy oh sure on his part and honestly i hope he spends a little time in jail because he kind of just feels like a. Jerk. i think he will but but him being a criminal and him having the goods on some of this well that's not necessarily exact mutually exclusive that's like, the, but i don't think he my point is this i don't think he has the goods it's well, the aau coach but that's that, his client but yeah. that's fine then it's but you're just giving him credit for something that somebody else. i'm just doing. saying that i don't think we can discount the value or the the potential legitimacy of whatever he, I'm not he's dis- brought to the table through this guy because the other thing he's talked about is he's, he's made some specific things about um, falsified uh, invoices and things like that these are things that were happening with Adidas where basically Adidas was with the with their you know lieutenants in the grassroots circuit they were cutting these checks to them for things that were not what they were really for so they could take that money um, and then go buy recruits. Yep. Well, that's fraud. Obviously, you can't be falsifying these documents like that. Um, I think some of the stuff like that. I think this AAU coach could know. Could have. There could be a paper trail on. There could be some actual hard evidence. And so, even if Avenatti is a slime ball, and even if this AAU coach is kind of a slime ball, they may have some goods that bring. And and because. And just because Avenatti's now maybe going to face criminal prosecution, because he's facing criminal prosecution, some of the stuff that Nike out. sought to squash may come out anyway, because it's going to be introduced as evidence in this trial. We'll be following along with that. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the SEC coaching carousel, because boy, it is a spinning.
You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Kyle, let's rank the SEC jobs that are open right now. I did it. You disagreed with me. I, I don't even Ar- know. I'm in uh, Arkansas can one. I, can, I, can I say something wrong? I didn't even read what you said. I just, just said wrong. that you're wrong. Uh, I said Arkansas won. To me, like when they're good, that place, that arena, I've been there when they're good. It's thunderously loud. It holds like eighteen, nineteen thousand. 19,000. So it's sort of on par with, you know, Rupp Arena, Thompson Bowling Arena in terms of size and intensity when people, when they're good. Um, they've been good. They've won a national title at Arkansas. Um, you know, they have some cachet. And they had a really good one. They had like a 26, 27 win team that was, you know, yeah. hell for Kentucky to beat a couple years ago. Um, they can be good. They're in a great recruiting spot. I mean, like, that's been the big story is like all these top players in Arkansas are going everywhere else and being really good. Mm-hmm. You know, Malik Monk for Kentucky and uh, the kid at Florida whose name is escaping Allen. me. Allen. Uh, yeah. No, Cave- not. Uh, well, Kayvon Allen. Oh, yeah. Kayvon Allen. Yeah. All these other guys, like they can, they can recruit in that area. Yeah. I, they, to me, this is like no doubt Arkansas is the best of those jobs. And they, ironically, the rumor is that Kentucky will be facing their next coach because Kelvin Sampson apparently is one of the top candidates because yep. the Houston AD is now the AD at um, Arkansas, and right. he hired Sampson at Houston, yep. and so there's obviously the connection. Thirty-three and three this season in the Sweet Sixteen. That's a, I think that's a no doubter, and and that it, that again. That makes the league better because the yes. league has gotten better because there's so many good coaches now. Yep. All right. uh, LSU is one we're throwing in there because we assume. I'm still. I'm going to, let, let's for the purposes of this, let's include LSU. Well, okay, but well, let me throw this theory and you can do it. I have a, I can see a scenario if LSU wins this weekend, one game, then makes an elite eight, and there's still question marks everywhere. Benford is like goes and participates and says I didn't do anything, and they're like okay. And they just do the David Pageant deal for next year. Give him whatever million any coaches for one season. Like, could you see that happening? No. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think so. Maybe, but I like. May, you know what? Maybe because because of the uncertainty of the NCAA, and that's why I wouldn't put LSU number one. Even though, like right now, their program's in a better position. There's a lot. They don't know how much they're going to get hammered. Yep. Um, but as, if we're assuming that that. Uh, Will Wade's not going to keep his job, and I cannot see how at this point. No. Maybe you do the Benford thing because he's done a good job with those guys and because, like, are you going to sign anybody to a long-term deal with the guillotine over their head? And, like, I mean, there will be – at the time they'd be making a hire, there would be no certainty at all about how how much – how bad or how good the outcome is going to be with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. But I would still probably put them second in that group. Uh, well, there's four, right? Are there yeah. four? Vandy, and Vandy, then... and Alabama. I put Vandy ahead of Alabama, and the reason is they also have a fan base that cares. Like when they're good, that place is rocking. Uh, there's not a lot of other college things in that town that people care about. Like they don't really care that much about the football program, but they care when they're good at basketball, and they've had some some you know success in basketball. I mean, they had a a team that was good enough had what three, four pros that beat Kentucky's national championship team, the only SEC team that did that year, mm-hmm. and won a couple games in the NCAA tournament. They multiple coaches have proven they can get players there. I mean, for all his failing, Bryce Drew got Bryce Drew got two five star recruits to go to Vanderbilt. I mean, it's a good city. Nashville's like the fastest growing. 
like it city in the country right now. That's where all the bachelor and bachelorette contestants go to move. It's well, it's also where every bachelor and bachelorette party in America is. It's like the most. It's past Vegas is the most popular spot. Oh yeah, like people. Oh, I meant like the TV show. No, I know, but but actual. Plus, Evan Daniels lives there now. Evan Daniels moved there, made it much cooler. It's much such certainly a better dress city now. Um. And like I just don't think people care at Alabama about their basketball program. That's, I don't. Could, that I, could be I, I true. Think, I think they'd have to be in the Final Four before like the like the masses that care about their football team cared enough about basketball to support it that way. And like you're so dwarfed by the football program. Like Avery Avery Johnson is a freaking NBA coach of the year, a longtime NBA player. And he probably can walk around and not even get noticed on that campus. Until he starts talking. Right. Then everybody went, man, what are y'all doing in here? Uh, I think that sort of sounded like my gumshoe uh, investigator voice. But uh, anyway, I just like, I to me, Bama's like pretty down the list no matter how many SEC teams we add to it. Well, the thing though, Bama's going to pay. Are so. they? I think okay. Here's some names that I've heard, and these are for like all these jobs. So this isn't anything specific. Well, A and M as well. We forgot A and M. Were they going to pony up and get Greg Marshall? Maybe they are going to pay someone. Last said, time around, we for, where did you put A and M? We forgot A and M. Oh, that's right. I put A and M ahead of Vanderbilt and Alabama. Okay, yeah, because they'll pay too. Cause they'll they, pay. It's Texas. It's yeah. you know money. They've been good. They've been. To, I mean, they went to two six, sweet sixteens yeah. with their last coach. Like yeah. they're in a better spot. Yeah. On it. And I mean, so like these are the rumors that one seem to be like pretty good chance they'll happen. Buzz Williams going to A&M. Calvin Sampson going to Arkansas. Both major upgrades. Yep. Both great coach, coach, coaches. Names that I've heard for like other spots that you mentioned. Greg Marshall. Uh, there. I mean, someone I heard someone say on a national show that Bama gave Greg Marshall a blank check and said, you know, what yeah. do you want? And he got paid. I mean, he's at a mid-major. He's making like three or four million yeah, a year now so, because of Alabama. Basically. Yeah. Um. So you would have like potentially that. Uh, yeah. I've also heard like Thad Mata. I'm just I'm just trying like throwing out names that I like I think legitimately yeah. could fill these spots. Now and be massive but upgrades. There, see, there's a difference in like who they hire and what kind of job. They no, hire. I agree. I, I'm kind of like, like turning the but, page. Yeah, but but make the right hire. Get Greg Marshall. You change that job over time. Yeah. It's not like Alabama as a department doesn't have resources. And like then, they have all the resources. I just like I think a big factor is do people care about you on your campus? Yeah. And I think on that list Alabama is the lowest in terms of, of in general bas- people caring about basketball. I think that uh something fun that came to my mind and it's recency bias to a certain extent but Mike Young at Wofford if he takes the Vandy job and yeah, they get to be. going back to just shooting all the threes like that's that, a perfect fit. That would and be a really good. You know, you can get that same kind of player, but a little better. Yep. At Vanderbilt. Yep. And I mean, I, that would be that would be a, a kind of a fun scenario. So I think no matter what, that there are definitely going to be coaching upgrades in the SEC uh, after this season. So we'll be following all that. Be sure to be following along with us on Twitter at Locked On UK. We are headed to Kansas City. Both of us. The mm-hmm. next dispatch will be live on scene at the NCAA tournament. Yep. So we'll have what we'll talk to you guys after. All the players and coaches speak. Follow Kyle on Twitter. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. By the way, is there another open practice on the first day? Um, yes, but we're it's gonna, just to the media. Well, we are gonna we media then are going to get to see this P.J. Washington foot, perhaps. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to 
uh, like take live video. But we'll but let we'll, people but know. We can, but we can tweet. There out will be updates. Yes, we will have tons of updates. So follow along on, on social media. Find us on Facebook. Search Locked On Kentucky. However you listen, specifically if you, you should be listening on the Himalaya app because it's awesome. You can also find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts. I got the all the links on the top of our Twitter page at Locked On UK. Different ways to listen. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. All those really important. I've been tweeting out a couple reviews via the Twitter page. We really, really appreciate all those. So thanks so much for listening to this edition of Locked On Kentucky. And thanks to La Rosa's for sponsoring it. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Uh, he was, he was telling Nike that he was going to, um, you're good. That's just a little dog noise in the background. We got, we got a special (laughs) guest on the podcast. He was telling, he was telling Nike that he was going to, um, hang on a second.